Welcome to The Blind Side. News and information from a blindness perspective. Here's Jonathan Mosen. Hello, we cover a wide range of topics on The Blind Side, as you know if you listen regularly, but if your favourite kind of Mosen podcast is the geeky techie ones, you'll enjoy episode 33. Soon we're going to be taking a look at the Sony Bravia X8000D TV. There's a series of these TVs, and this Sony Bravia is running Android TV. There's a wide range of these TVs running Android TV and that are accessible with not one, but two screen readers on board. We'll go up to the living room at Mosin Towers soon and I will show you the TV in depth. And I may even tell you soon in brief form about the adventure that led us to getting this TV in the first place. It was all a bit spontaneous and unanticipated. We're living the dream at Mosin Consulting, and I just want to say thank you. It's just gone our birthday. On the 1st of May 2013, we opened our virtual doors after a lot of soul-searching and deciding whether we should do this. And thanks to you, we're living the dream. We really are, and we've come a long way in four years. Of course, since then, my wonderful partner in business and in life, Bonnie, has joined Mosin Consulting and we're doing a wide range of things. And I think that's what I really enjoy about Mosin Consulting. I'm one of those people that enjoys doing a wide range of things, from government relations and advocacy, which I feel passionate about, trying to make a difference in that regard, through to all of the technology training and ebooks and audiobooks. And of course, Bonnie has been providing perspectives on vocational guidance and helping people with their careers. We've done a whole bunch of stuff. What I love about Mosin Consulting, and this is something that all of our wonderful customers have made possible, is that every day is so varied that appeals to the kind of person that I am. It's a bit like the blind side itself. Every day is really different. Sometimes I'll be working on an ebook or an audio book and doing a lot of research for that so I can try and distill all of the information and present it as clearly to you as I can. At other times, we're doing app or web design and When we see an app or a website that started off with some serious problems come out the other end looking pristine and accessible, knowing that it's made a difference to you, then it makes it all seem worthwhile. At other times, we are training individuals, and that can make a big difference to an individual's life as well. So it's fantastic to be doing this. Setting up your own business is not without risk. And it's just gone beyond our wildest imagination. So thank you. You know those old ads that come up on TV and the radio and they say, it's our birthday. Can we have some reverb? Maybe just a little, you know. It's our birthday and you get the presents. You know what I mean? Well, I'm sorry it sounds like a cliche, but I truly am grateful for everybody who makes Mosin Consulting viable. And so I am going to give you a present for our fourth birthday. For the next week, until the next episode of the Blindside podcast is published, we've got a coupon working in our store. That's another thing that has changed a lot since we started Mosin Consulting. We used to have to process all the book orders manually when we started because I just wanted to get things up and running and we had a pretty good accessible experience. But at my end, there was a lot of manual intervention. So I'd wake up excitedly in those early days, hoping that we might have a book order or two to get a bit of food on the table. (laughs) And we'd process the orders. Now, of course, it's all automated. When you go online and you make a purchase and you add it to your cart, you pay with PayPal. And you can do that either with a PayPal account or you can use any major credit card and PayPal take care of the transaction. We never see your details. And then you can download your purchase straight away. So we spent quite a lot of time 
on creating a system that is truly accessible. We've also, of course, begun working with some wonderful partners who write for us. And this is something you may want to consider as well at some point. They reckon there's a book in each of us, don't they? And if you have an audiobook idea or an ebook idea, particularly when it comes to technology, which is the kind of books we tend to do, although not exclusively, you know that Bonnie has a book in the store about being job ready as a blind person, which has been immensely popular. So we are open to other blindness related titles. You can partner with us because a lot of people have great ideas, but they don't necessarily have all the time the technical expertise to market to the blind community and sell a really great product and collect the revenue and all of that sort of stuff. So in response to demand, we set up a partner program where we have authors who write for Mosin Consulting now and they get the majority of the revenue. We take a small fee for the marketing and the um, distribution and some of those mechanics. And it's a really great series of partnerships that we have. So you might like to take a look at that as well if you have an idea for an audio book or an ebook, do get in touch. We're always open to new partnerships. Until the next Blindside podcast comes out, when you add a whole bunch of cool Mosin consulting stuff to your cart, you'll find on the checkout page that there's an edit box, which is asking you for a coupon code. This is pretty standard practice when you check out these days online. If you type in the word birthday in that coupon code, will knock 20% off your order. It doesn't matter whether you purchase one title or whether you just go ahead and shop to your heart's content and get a whole bunch of titles. I mean, 20% off a whole bunch of titles actually could be a fairly significant sum of money off your purchase price. So browse the store, see if there's anything that we have that you don't have yet. When you check out, type birthday in the coupon code field and then activate the apply button. 20% will be taken off the price of your order instantly. And thank you so much for making Mosin Consulting so successful. It's a blast. It really is a blast. Feel the need to sound off? Share your thoughts about this week's show by email. Send an audio file or write it down and email theblindside at mosin.org. And thank you for all of the feedback that continues to come in on the podcast. It's great to know that people are enjoying the wide and varied content so much. Hey, school holidays are over here in New Zealand. Woohoo! School holidays can be quite exhausting for the parentals, you know. They really can. We had a situation, and I'll be a little bit nondescript about this to protect the innocent, or actually I think protect the guilty. Two of my kids, and I have four, needed cell phone repairs. One of them had a shattered iPhone screen because even at their, I would have thought, ripe old age in the context of merry-go-rounds, they uh, went to a playground with a whole bunch of friends, got on a merry-go-round, spun around at an alarming rate. The iPhone shot out of this Mosin child's pocket. And these days, kids' playgrounds are pretty bouncy places. They have all that special material so that if you fall, you don't break your head. (laughs) It turned out that there's just a little bit of a lip where the iPhone landed face down and the screen shattered. Well, it just so happens that this particular Mosin child's birthday is coming up and I had a bit of mercy and I said, okay, this is your birthday present, mate. I will replace the screen for you, hopefully lesson learned and all that sort of stuff. The other cell phone issue was a mechanical fault, as far as I can discern. So off we went to the cell phone repair person that I use 
And of course, kids just can't possibly be deprived of their cell phones for a moment longer than necessary, right? And so they said they would turn the cell phones around within a couple of hours. We had some time to kill. My two youngest children, Bonnie and I, were in the city. And Bonnie suggested, let's go to a store that sells all sorts of computers and gadgets and stuff. And I don't need a lot of persuading when I get a suggestion like that. So there we were taking a look at various computers and gadgets, the latest new laptops. And Bonnie was fondling the new HP Spectre that's uh, come out, the, the hybrid one. You may have seen that one that works as a tablet and, and converts. And I went over to the audio because Sonos, which Mosin Consulting has written a book about called Sonosthesia, has come out with a new soundbar called a Playbase. Interesting shape for a soundbar. And I wanted to take a look. Now, I am a huge advocate for Sonos. They just are so wonderful. But the one thing that is a little bit of a hassle about them is that their soundbars don't come with an HDMI port. HDMI is pretty standard on audiovisual equipment. You'll even find HDMI on many laptops now. What that means is that to connect a Sonos to a TV or some other system, you need to run a cable from the TV or Xbox or whatever it might be to an optical input on the Sonos. There is no HDMI to use. Apple has actually taken the optical port away from the new generation Apple TV, which has caused us a little bit of hassle. We do have optical out in the Xbox that we now have. And of course, we have an optical output in our television, the one that we owned before the one I'm about to review. The problem is that some TVs do not offer a feature called HDMI pass-through. So this is the background as to how we ended up with this TV. And since I know a number of our listeners use Sonos, it may be of interest to you. So when a TV doesn't have HDMI pass-through, what it means is that if you've got some sort of free-to-air tuner in your television, more and more it's going to be a digital tuner these days, it could be sending Dolby Digital 5.1 to the Sonos. And if you have a Sonos system with all the bells and whistles like we do in your living room, where you've got a Sonos play bar, a subwoofer, the Sonos sub, and two Sonos speakers acting as rear surrounds, in our case we use play ones as our rear surrounds, you have a 5.1 Dolby Digital system ready to go. But just because you have the system in your living room, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're getting the full benefits of Dolby Digital 5.1. You may be getting it watching your TV, but you may not be getting it when you watch other sources, such as your Apple TV set-top box or an Xbox or anything that you plug in to the TV using the HDMI port. Now, if you have a Sonos system, you can go into the settings of your Sonos app and choose About My Sonos System, and it takes a lot of listening, particularly if you have many Sonos devices. But you will eventually be able to hear the kind of signal that the Sonos is getting from whatever you've got it connected to. And it turns out that our old TV, which was a Panasonic that had some voice guidance features, was not passing on the full Dolby Digital 5.1 signal to the Sonos from external sources. If you play a DVD or a Blu-ray disc, with a Dolby Digital 5.1 soundtrack, your expensive system from Sonos, if you set up a 5.1 system, wasn't getting actual surround sound. The Sonos sometimes tries to simulate surround sound, but it's not the genuine article. It's not the genuine 
5.1. Frustrating. The most recent way that we've gotten around this is to connect the Sonos directly to the Xbox, which does have an optical output and does do HDMI pass-through of the audio, and then we would connect the Apple TV to the HDMI port. There are two problems with this approach. One is that it means that we weren't able to listen to Freezer Air TV through the Sonos system, which we didn't do a lot of. The other more serious one is it's really a bit geeky. I mean, we're getting into mega geekdom territory, and understandably, Bonnie gets a bit frustrated. <laughs> frustrated with me for this sort of approach. I mean, I love sitting there with the 5.1 surround sound. Bonnie just wants the thing to work. And so we had turned our TV listening experience into a bit of a geeky experience just to get some sound out of whatever you wanted to listen to. Not very good. So when we were in the store, all because we were killing time because the kids needed cell phone repairs, I started this journey pretty spontaneously, although I knew that it was a journey I wanted to start at some point. I wasn't anticipating doing it in the middle of the school holidays. And I got to talking to a guy about TVs that met two criteria. One was that they did this HDMI audio pass-through so that we could get the full 5.1 surround sound audio to our Sonos system irrespective of the source. So we could plug our Apple TV and our Xbox and everything into the TV and and just have it work nice and easy. And the second thing, of course, is accessibility because TVs are getting smarter and smarter. And a lot of them have on-screen menus and prompts and things, and you really need to be able to find a way to interact with them. For a while, we dabbled with looking at a Samsung TV. Samsung do have a voice guide feature under accessibility for blind people, except they don't have it here. It's an extraordinary thing. So I read the manual. I did a lot of research online. I even heard a a little bit of a demo of a Samsung TV. And I talked to people on Twitter, some in the UK, some in the United States, some in Australia, all of whom were using Samsung TVs. And I knew for a fact that they would just do a bitstream dump. They would pass the audio as I needed it to out of the TV to the Sonos and 5.1 in all situations, and we would have the accessibility. And it turns out that when you set the region of a Samsung TV to New Zealand, the voice guide feature goes away. It's absolutely extraordinary, and I haven't received a reply yet to my inquiries about why this actually is, because we're not talking about voice recognition. And some companies claim, oh, we can't do voice recognition because the New Zealand accent is unique and all that sort of stuff. You know, uh, even though Siri is available on iOS, for example, in New Zealand, it is not available on TV OS. They say they, they haven't gotten around to it yet or something. So we are a little bit used to this, but taking a screen reader out is a bizarre decision, and I just can't fathom why they would do that. Now, you could, of course, set the region to another region, but if you want to use the Freeview tuner, we were advised that may yield undesirable results. Uh, So we couldn't go with the Samsung TV. In the end, though, we have come home with this Sony Bravia X8000D series. Our particular one is the 49-inch version. There was quite a bit of negotiation a bit of, bit of a family discussion about the size of the screen. And I think I was able to negotiate a compromise between Bonnie's minimalist view and the children's exceedingly maximalist huge screen 3D view. 
Yay for me, the peacemaker. And I'm really pleased with the outcome. It's not 100% accessible, but boy, it is a huge step up from any TV we've ever had before. And I think you will be quite surprised with what you can do with the Sony Bravia TV running Android TV if you have not heard it in action before. So, shall we go to the living room? Do you want to come upstairs? I beg your pardon? Do you want to come upstairs? Welcome to the living room at Mosin Towers, and before we get into the demonstration of the TV proper, since we are having a geek out episode of The Blind Side today, I'll tell you how I am recording this. I have my Toshiba laptop, although with this particular device I could use my iPhone with the appropriate USB to lightning accessory that I have. I could use the L Braille as well, which works quite well with Studio Recorder, but I'm just using my new Toshiba laptop to record this. And... A while ago, I picked up a device called a Samsung G-Track. Now, that's not Samsung who make the TVs and the phones and the appliances. This is Samsung, S-A-M-S-O-N. And I heard about this device called a G-Track. And it is a condenser microphone. It's more than passable, I think. And the cool thing about this microphone is that it also has a line input in the base of the microphone. And by default, it records in stereo so that the microphone is on one channel and the line input is on the other. I've turned this recording into mono, so as we go through the TV, you won't hear it in stereo for this recording. But I do think that this approach is better than just taking my iPhone into the living room and holding it up to the speaker so you can hear what you can hear. We've got a direct connection to the Sony Bravia TV that we're going to be looking at because there is a headphone socket in the TV. As we'll see when we go through some of the settings of this TV, the headphone socket can also be adjusted so that it's a line output at a fixed level. This is very useful for people with hearing impairments because there are devices that plug into audio ports on a TV. There's a Phonak one, for example, called TV-Link, and that sends audio wirelessly to certain hearing aids, either without any intervention, if the hearing aid model supports built-in Bluetooth, or through an accessory like a Compilot or similar. And some newer TVs don't have this kind of an audio jack anymore, I guess because of digital rights management concerns. So it is really good that this TV has a headphone jack. It has a lot of ports as well. It has, I believe it is, three USB ports, one of which is a USB 3, and I've connected a MyPassport 1TB drive to that USB port. So the throughput's pretty fast to the drive. And the reason why I've done that is that you can set this TV up to record from the Freeview tuner onto USB media. So with the little one terabyte My Passport drive that I bought for the TV, an hour of recording takes around about four gigabytes. And so you've got, what, over 250 hours of recording time that does give you the space to record some movies off the TV and keep them in storage if you want to you can record TV programs for your archival purposes but digital rights management is applied to the recordings so you can only play back what you record on this particular TV even if you plug the drive into an equivalent Sony Bravia television it's encrypted with a particular DRM key so the content isn't going to play back on any other TV. If you've got a great library of recordings that you've made 
from the TV and they have to replace it because your model of TV is broken. My understanding is that there's nothing that they can do about that in terms of making those recordings available on the replacement model. So bear that in mind. This Bravia TV is part of the 8000 series. It is quite new, but there is some consistency, it seems, about the way that these TVs operate, and there has been that consistency for quite some time. It's running Android television, a Sony Bravia variant of the Android TV system. It has two screen readers on it, so it's giving us a level of accessibility that we hadn't had before. In 2013, I purchased a Panasonic TV, which had a voice guidance feature on it, but it wasn't a screen reader. It really made the TV self-voicing in some areas. When you navigated the channels, you would be told what channel you were on and whether the program had audio description or not, which was very useful when you were navigating using our Freeview system, which is a digital free-to-air platform that we use in New Zealand. You could also get some speech feedback when you were changing inputs. So if you wanted to navigate your Apple TV, your Xbox, all the different things that you have connected to your TV, you would be told which input you were cycling to, but not the device. So it would say things like HDMI 1, HDMI 2, etc. Now, as well as USB ports, there are four HDMI ports in this Sony Bravia TV. There's also old-fashioned sort of composite video. I believe there may be some RCA audio jacks. It's quite a busy little back panel with uh, all of the outputs and inputs that are available. So I'm curled up on the couch, actually, with my Samsung G-Track and the remote control for the TV and the cables that I have that came with the Samsung G-Track are very long. And so I'm running a cable to the TV. I'm curled up on the couch just as I would be if I were watching TV and I have the Bravia remote control by my side. It's a pretty conventional remote control in that it has a power button at the top and on the left it has a button that cycles you through the inputs on your TV, although there are other ways to select them and I'll cover that in just a moment. One thing that is different is that on this particular model of TV there is a recessed button towards the top of the remote control in the middle and when you press that you can do a Google Voice search and we'll demonstrate some of that a little bit later. There's a whole bunch of buttons including obviously the keypad, there's a dedicated Netflix button, there's a dedicated Google Movies button, you've got your up, down, left, right and OK buttons, so standard navigation and you've got a rim of buttons around that navigation pad that does things like there's an action button, which essentially brings up a context menu for where you are in the television. Moving clockwise, you've got a TV guide button, and that shows us the free view guide, at least in New Zealand, and we'll demonstrate that because it's really cool. And there's a home button, a discover button, and then we've got a back button and the button to go straight to live TV. You can adjust the volume. And you can also change channels, of course, with standard rocker switches. The one that changes the channel on the right-hand side has a dot on the top of the button, so you know which one is the volume and which one is the channel. Towards the bottom, you've got navigation controls, such as play and pause and fast-forward and rewind and those sorts of controls. And the reason why that's important is that this TV supports pretty much all of the new HDMI standards. 
HDMI is a very smart system. And so when I switch to the Apple TV, for example, then the remote starts controlling the Apple TV. There are some functions I haven't found out how to emulate from the Apple TV, such as holding down the Siri button, but most of the basic navigation and using the play pause or that kind of stuff, it's all possible from the remote. And then when you switch to the Blu-ray player, then the play pause functions, etc., apply to the Blu-ray player as well. I haven't gotten around at the time of recording to connecting the Xbox back to this new TV. As I record this, we've only had the TV a few days but I believe that you'll probably be able to do some similar navigation with the Xbox. Before we really get into this, that's my final caveat. We have only had this television a few days, so this is not a kind of a Mosin consulting level tutorial that seeks to really systematically teach you how to use the TV. I'll demonstrate it, and where I can, I'll try and remember to tell you all that I'm doing, but you shouldn't expect to finish this knowing how to use the TV. It should, though, tantalize you enough so that if you are looking for a TV, you might want to consider this one. And, of course, this is the New Zealand firmware and model of this particular TV. It's interesting how they vary so much around the world, kind of a bit like printers, really. There are so many model numbers to contend with. So some of these features that I'm demonstrating here may not be available where you are. I understand, for example, that USB recording may not be available in all markets. So having said that, I'm going to switch on the TV by pressing the power button on the top right of the remote control. And the first thing you'll hear as we switch it on, Ball TV right to the root S1E4, GoPro Extra, is that I have Eloquence running on the TV. This is running Android TV. And I know that eloquence isn't everybody's cup of tea and the people have moved on and that haters are going to hate, as Taylor Swift would say. <laughs> but I like eloquence. I like its responsiveness. If I'm not doing a demo like this, I have it cranked way up and I just have used it for so long that I find it very intelligible at fast speeds. So because this is running Android TV, you can go to the Play Store. You can go to the Play Store on the device itself and I'll demonstrate doing that in a moment. But you can also just go to the Play Store on any web browser. My favorite web browser at the moment is now Google Chrome, given all the work that VFO and Google have done to make it so accessible with JAWS. So I go to the Google Play Store. I search for a particular app that I want. I also have a cell phone running Android. So it tells me which devices the app that I'm looking at is compatible with. And to my absolute delight, when I went and searched for the Code Factory version of Eloquence that I downloaded for my Android devices, I found that, yes, it is compatible with this Sony TV. And so I just said, yes, send Eloquence to the TV. Eloquence turned up on the TV, and I was able to switch to Eloquence and use it. By default, the TV does ship with the Google Text-to-Speech engine. If I arrow up, I get to a thing called the search input area, which is a little bit redundant because you can do a voice search or search for things in other ways. If I right arrow, I'm on a line of items that dynamically update based on the apps that you have installed on your device and based on how you've configured your settings. You will get things that the TV thinks you might like to watch. 
Now, I installed the Red Bull TV app, which is an app that I have used a little bit on my Apple TV. And so it is getting some content from Red Bull and recommending that I watch it. I'll ride arrow through this. Watch TV, you can watch live TV. We can indeed. We've been watching a bit of live TV, so it's popped up here and we'll go back to live TV in a moment. Enjoy video and TV side view. Connect your mobile device to your TV to enhance your viewing experience. I've not done that yet, but I also see in the App Store, the iOS App Store, and I'm still primarily an iPhone user despite having an Android device because I find that the accessibility overall is still better for me and, and more productive on iOS. But looking in the App Store, it looks like there are some remote control apps for Bravia TV. So it might be possible to use your iPhone as a remote control. I've not had a chance to explore those yet. Oprah and Ellen remember the history changing coming out episode YouTube feel and show one day ago. Now it's giving me a recommendation from YouTube. And if I were to press OK on this, sometimes I'm asked which YouTube account I want to use. And then you can go ahead and play the recording, play the clip. Spotify listen to music for free. Spotify appears to be completely inaccessible, unfortunately, on this TV. And so I may end up deleting the Spotify app. There are many other ways to get it. Spotify, of course, I have a Sonos system and Sonos works great with Spotify. The app itself on iOS is very good as well. We have Spotify on the Amazon Echo. Spotify is ubiquitous. So although I would like in principle to have it accessible on the TV, I'm not going to lose too much sleep over it. Schedule recordings from anywhere. Learn more. I would like to learn more about this schedule your recordings from anywhere, but when I go into it, it is not accessible. So the solution is not perfect by any means. The Noise Grinders, Google Play Music, The Noise Grinders. Now we're getting some recommendations from Google Play Music. Colombian High Life, Red Bull TV, Aaron Chase. Back to the Sutures, Red Bull TV, Aaron Chase. Tech Talk, Plane Trimming, Red Bull TV, Red Bull Air Race 2017. Steep Dirt, Red Bull TV, Aaron Chase. Through my the Wales Rally GB Red Bull TV going to New Zealand Red Bull TV Aaron Chase. Katy Perry's Cherry Pie featuring her song on the paid YouTube Tasty 19 hours ago. Paddle to the Pod Red Bull TV Dedicate S1E2. Extra. Surfing with Leo or Vanti Red Bull Flying in the Snow Red Bull TV came right now YouTube from Evo two days ago. Alright, finally, I'm at the end of that line of recommendations. We haven't done a lot of YouTube or Red Bull TV watching, actually. We've just set these things up, so maybe the recommendations will get a little better over time. One of the things that's different about this system from Apple TV, and I think I actually prefer it, is that now that I'm at the end of a line and we've got a grid on the screen, you'll be familiar with grid views on many devices these days where you can not only up and down arrow through the content, but you can also use left and right arrow. If I down arrow at this point, I'm taken to the next line of icons, but I'm also zapped back to the beginning, to the left-hand side of the grid. I really like that, and I know some people may be well used to and happy with the way the Apple TV does it, but I would like to see an option to give you the choice so that when you down arrow and you're at the end of the row, you get taken to the beginning of the grid. I'll do that now. Sony Select. We're on Sony Select. If we go in here, there's more recommendations, essentially. Netflix. 
Some have said that the Netflix app on the Bravia is completely inaccessible, at least at the moment, and maybe we just haven't had a software update pushed to us or something. It is fully accessible. You can choose who's watching Netflix if you have multiple profiles set up like we do. You can navigate the categories. The one thing that it doesn't say that I would like it to say is when a movie has audio description. But other than that, it's a really cool thing to just sit on the couch with the TV. You don't have to move through to any other device like the Apple TV and use Netflix. If you prefer, you can also use Netflix on your computer and you can use Google Chromecast. Because this is an Android TV device, it is also a Google Chromecast device. So you can find a movie on Netflix, on your PC, and if you're using Google Chrome, then the cast option will be right there in the player, and you'll be able to cast the movie to your TV. For those who aren't familiar with Chromecast, it's really cool technology. It's a way of wirelessly transferring material from one device to another. It is a little bit different from AirPlay. With AirPlay, the device that you're sending from has to be involved at all times. And if you move out of wireless range or you have to reboot your AirPlay device, that's the end of the broadcast to your external device. But once you choose to cast something to a TV or a Chromecast device, you've essentially handed it off and you can reboot the original device you cast from and take it out of the mix entirely. So you can also cast Netflix and YouTube and other content. In fact, one of the things I've really enjoyed using the TV with Windows 10 is that I can find a file, say I've worked on a piece of audio production that I've just completed and I want to play it to the family. I can navigate to it in File Explorer in Windows 10, bring up the context menu. Right there, I'm able to cast to the TV Of course, the TV is connected to the Sonos surround sound system here, which I have turned it down at the moment because it's the middle of the night as I'm recording this. I figured that was the best time to get some peace in the living room and record this for you. So it's about 4 a.m. And um, we can have stuff sent to the Sonos play bar very easily. So there are all sorts of benefits. So that's the Netflix app. It works very similarly to the Google Play Movies app, which I think we will spend some time in. Amazon video. Now, I'm a little bit annoyed with the old Amazon video because when I first started this up, when we just got the TV, I was super excited when it started to talk and it told me to go to a URL on the PC and type in a code and it spoke the code and it said, then you'll be able to get a free trial. And I thought, yes, okay, we've got a really accessible experience with Amazon video. Once I had signed up, it completely stopped talking and I haven't been able to get a peep out of Amazon video since then. So perhaps there's some sort of configuration issue I need to address. I can't find it though. It just doesn't talk anymore. Lightbox. Lightbox is a New Zealand service from a telco here called Spark. And again, I haven't had any success with this as well, but it does get installed in New Zealand by default. Quickflix. Similarly with Quickflix, another Australasian service that does not appear to be accessible. Adam Lab. I haven't tried this one, but let's just go in and see if it works. Install. At the moment, the app is not installed. And so there's a placeholder 
essentially for it on the screen. And we can arrow around. We can arrow right. Install. Install. Right. Full install. Full description. Full description. So sometimes I am still trying to come to grips with when should I up and down arrow, when should I left and right. Add the wish list. Flag as inappropriate. It looks like we're in the Google Play Store. Add the wish. Full description. Install. Full description. Let's see if the full description will speak. Adam Lab. Watch and I'm free. Madman Entertainment. Description. Anime fans love Adam Lab. Adam Lab is the best way to watch Anime Vids and fast track simulcast shows direct from Japan and HD. There are thousands episodes available to watch for free and new shows are added every week. Adam Lab supports the Anime creators and is free and legal. I'm down arrowing to get this. Adam Lab is made by fans for fans. Shows now streaming. Dragon Ball Super, One Punch Man, Naruto and Naruto Shippuden, Blue Exorcist, Tokyo Ghoul, Fairy Tale, Sword Art Online, Gangsta, Fullmetal Alchemist Brotherhood, Assassination Classroom, Sailor Moon and Sailor Moon Crystal, Death Parade, Black Butler, Psycho Pass, and many more. Like, dude, it doesn't totally sound like something I particularly will spend some time with, but it's cool that you can browse the Google Play Store and take a look. I'm going to press the back button. Full description. And again home screen and i think we should be back where we were quickflix adam lab yes we are so it remembers your place and takes you back to the place you were last at in the home screen which is a good feature product registration this just tells you how to register the tv but it's not accessible the screen that gives you the url to use isn't accessible so i had to get one of the kids to tell me what the url was red bull Red Bull TV, that's pretty accessible, so let's go in and have a quick look. Live now. Live this weekend yes. from Argentina. Come on, my music to show off finally who I am. And it started well, to for me, display a channel. Like. April 30th. Live this Sunday from Lord's Grand. It's a very, Musical very inspiration and action. A daily look into to, the world to, of Red Bull. Eight minutes. So Rob Talks. Laura Spurgier. So I'm just arrowing around. Just a daily look into April 30th. You know? Red Bull Battle de Los Gallos. Life cycles. Everything comes full circle. Red Bull Defiance. Who will defy the odds? I always felt that I was, I was my own in this world. I can I, up I and down arrow. Eight minutes. Rob Talks, Flores Bergier, UC Mountain Bike World Cup 2017, Discover. I've done so many things, I've, I've jumped around there, I've worked a bit there, three, three minutes, Argentina Rally Overview, I'm from Sweden, 10 minutes, time waits for no one, back life with live Rooney at 1E1, as the UCDHMTB World Cup season approaches, the time for you know, talk I've is over, sort of writing fast is all that matters now. I'll go to the home screen, joking and singing, but home screen, Bernard Perr, now playing, now playing. And I pressed the all, stop. All. Oop, there we go. I pressed the stop button so that we could. Uh... And the press get together. All right. Uh, now we seem to be back to the TV. Let me see if I can just control this thing. There we go. I pressed the stop button to try and stop uh, the Red Bull TV from playing so that you could hear what I was saying. So that is a 100% accessible app. When you go in there, you can navigate around with the arrow keys and get some feedback about what's going on. We don't watch a lot of what's on Red Bull TV, but I keep it around because a couple of years ago, they had a whole lot of coverage from the Bonnaroo Music Festival. They had multiple channels, and 
you could watch some really good live performances. So I keep it around in case they do that again. Let's move through the home screen. UFC. This is another option. We'll have a look at what UFC is. I'm not actually sure. And let's see, can it's I get... All. all right, it's another one of those. So we will right arrow. Full description. And choose to look at the full description. UFC. Upgrade description. Upcoming live broadcasts April 22nd UFC Fight Night. Swanson versus Lobov main card 10 p.m. ET slash 7 p.m. PT blackout restrictions. Arkansas, AU, BB, BO, BR, California, CL, CO, CR, okay. 5, full description. We'll go back. Home screen. And we're back where we were. Spotify music for Android TV. Which is not accessible at all. Love nature. And that's a documentary channel, I understand, where you can get a 30-day free trial and then they charge you a subscription and there are lots of nature documentaries, which may be of interest to some. Pandora. I'm going to have a look at Pandora. I especially saved this one for this demonstration because we are going to install this one and see if it is accessible. Install. We'll go down. No, we'll go right, won't we? No, we won't then, all right? Install. Full description. There we go. Pandora registered sign radio for TV. Pandora. Description. Find the music you love and let the music you love find you. Pandora gives you a personalized music experience that continually evolves with your tastes. Create personalized stations from songs, artists, or genres. Not sure where to start? Use our voice search to easily find stations that match your mood or activity. That's interesting. So you can use voice search in Pandora TV. That's great for those with a remote control that has a microphone like this one. Pandora on TV is fully integrated with the web and mobile app. Simply log into your account to enjoy your existing stations. New to Pandora? It's free and easy to sign up. What's new? We're releasing performance improvements and bug fixes. Get the latest version for the best music listening and discovery. Version 3.0.0 updated on March 29, 2017 size. 2.39 MB. We'll go back. Full description. Install. And we'll choose install. Accept. This is a standard Android screen, a standard Android experience, where it's telling us what Pandora will have access to. So let's see if we can get that information. Microphone. Uses the device's microphones. Wi-Fi connection information. Allows the app to view information about Wi-Fi networking, such as whether Wi-Fi is enabled and names of connected Wi-Fi devices. And speaking of Wi-Fi, we are connected to the Wi-Fi network at the moment. The TV does have 802.11ac Wi-Fi. It also has an Ethernet port if you want to connect directly. Let's go up. Microphone. Accept. And accept that. One moment. Okay. Cancel, inst cancel install. Cancel installing. I'm not sure if we'll get any feedback when this install process is complete. Open. There we go. Yes, we do. It now changes to an open button. And so we will get the moment of truth and find out whether we can use this app. Things can take a while to load on this TV. But it sounds like we may not be in luck with this. I'm... I'm arrowing around and I'm getting no feedback whatsoever. So it looks like we may not be able to use Pandora on the Android TV.
So like anything, whether it's your Apple TV or whatever, this is just another computer with a big screen. Well, in this case, a uh, 49-inch screen. And so some things will be accessible and some things will not. And as I arrow around, it looks like this is in the not category. I'm just going to press OK just in case. But no, we're getting nothing. So I'll go back to the home screen. Home screen. Bernard Kerr. Now playing. Now playing. Sony Select. Because I pressed the home button rather than the back button, it did take me to the top of the screen. So two different approaches there. And now we'll continue. Vivo. We've got that app. And go down now to the next row. Recorded title list. This does work very well. I recorded a news program that I was too busy to watch yesterday. And another advantage of this is that at least here in New Zealand, shockingly, we do have some audio description on free-to-air TV, which is wonderful. But on the on-demand service for our state-run broadcaster who provides the audio description, they don't make the audio description available on demand. And I don't know about you, but I don't watch a lot of live TV these days. I want to watch it on my schedule. So it looks as if your recording is made using your settings. And I've turned audio description on. So I believe this will allow me to record audio described content and watch it later, which is wonderful. ETI Eloquence TTS. This is the app that controls ETI Eloquence, the Code Factory version. Internet browser. This does not appear to be accessible. We'll go in here and we'll arrow around and I'm getting no feedback at all. So the internet browser is not accessible on the TV. I'd like it to be in principle, but I can cope with it because I've got lots of other ways to surf the web. We'll go back and now we will move right. Oh, we go back one more time. I must have got myself into some layers of stuff here. All right, I'm going to bail. <laughs> I'm going to bail myself out of this inaccessible stuff by pressing the home button. Home screen. Here we go. Sony Select Internet Browser Recorded Title List ETI Eloquence Play Store. It's interesting that the internet browser has moved now that I used it. So we've got the Play Store. This is Google's equivalent uh, to the App Store in iOS and, of course, the Windows Store in Microsoft. And this is very accessible. So if we go in here. Home. And now we can use our arrow keys. MyTuner Radio, Free FM Radio, App Generation, Radio, Music, and News. Free. I actually have my tuner radio on the Apple TV, and it is a very good app, so we may have a look at that at some point. News 360. Personalized news. News 360. Free. Spotify Music. For app. Haystack TV. Daily news. Haystack TV. Free. So this is an Android TV-specific version of the Google Play Store. Vicky. TV dramas and movies. Vicky UFC. Upgrade Vivo. Watch HD music videos. Vivo. Free. Electric, my tuner radio home. There's home, now I can down arrow. Games, my apps. And here's my apps. Google Talkback, Google Incorporated, installed. And it has Talkback there, I think because Talkback may have very recently been updated. And so I may well check Talkback again 
to see whether the issue with the guide has been addressed in this version of TalkBack because it's critical for me to be able to navigate the guide and find out what's on, which the Sony screen reader is doing for me. Eloquence text-to-speech, code factory, and Google Play games. Google, so, Google TalkBack. These are Google, all the apps. Google Play, Google Play movies and Google Play music. Netflix. Netflix Incorporated. Installed. So I can left arrow now. My apps. And get back to my apps and then down arrow. Settings. And there are settings there. Parental controls. Purchase authorization. Auto update apps. I'll press the back button. Open. Home screen. And we're back where we were, so we'll right arrow. Internet browser. Recorded title ETI Eloquence T Play Music. Etrick and Play Store. It looks like on this particular row, what happens is that they get moved around based on when you last accessed them. It's not a static row. Recorded ETI Eloquent Play Music. Play Movies and TV. Play Music is very accessible, but let's take a look at the Play Movies because it's very similar to the way Netflix works. Library. As far as I can tell, there is no audio description at this point on Play Movies, which is unfortunate because it's a good user experience. We've got Library. New movie releases. Most popular movies. Recommended for you. HD under $10. Movie rentals under $3. Action comedies. Family movie night picks. Sci-fi and fantasy. Top drama. Post-apocalyptic films. Dude! Disney film collection. Oh. Movies coming soon. Movie genres. Help and settings. Well, go up. Movie, movies come. Disney film collection. I'm going to take a look at the Disney film collection. So I think I can just right arrow at this point. Mona, 2016. My kids loved that movie. They went to see it and I haven't seen it yet. Let's just uh, go in and have a look at this. Play trailer. So we can do that and we will in a moment. Buy from 19 New Zealand dollars and 99 cents. Rent from 6 New Zealand dollars and 99 cents. Add to watch list. That's on that row, so we'll down arrow. Read more. Add to watch list. Okay. Down arrow again. Read more. This is Disney's way of having its formulaic cake and eating it too. We know what we're doing here, and we know that you know it too. So please stop fretting and enjoy while the pieces fall into place. Matthew Lacona. That sounds like a review from somebody. It's not a description of the movie, so we'll go up. Read more. And try read more. And can I now down arrow? Mm, no. Not getting any feedback there. So we're back. Mona, 2016. Star rating, 4.6. 6 New Zealand dollars and 99 cents. Kong, Skull Island. Mona, 2016. Play trailer. Let's play the trailer. So I can't get the description, I don't think, of this. Buy from 19 New Zealand. Play trailer. Read more. This is Disney's. The narrative is a fairly oh, predictable go. hero's journey. Maui even calls her the chosen one, but the movie is refreshing for its lack of a love interest. Instead, Mona learns how to chart her own course. Lee Pickett. Right, so these are... I don't know if... Uh, these look like user reviews. This is Disney's way of having its formulaic cake. Read more. But I can't get at the actual description. So anyway, we'll go up... Play trailer. ...and play the trailer. Now, bear in mind that because I'm using this Samsung G-Track, you won't even hear this in stereo... Here on the play bar, if I was cranking it up and my family would not thank me for doing so in the middle of the night, 
we would get a very cool 5.1 surround sound trailer of this but we'll just press ok on the play trailer button it will load for generations this peaceful island has been home to our family but beyond our reef a great danger is coming legend tells of a hero who will journey to find the demigod maui and I've just paused that. So that is the trailer and you can watch it. You can go ahead and rent if you have a payment method associated with your Google account. And Netflix is a little more accessible in the sense that it does give you the full description of the content that you're browsing. So you can move up and down the different Netflix categories. The audio description category is not in Netflix, though. There's a new category on the Apple TV version of Netflix that gives you audio described titles and they've got quite a few now and that allows you to narrow your browsing to audio described titles i'll press the home key home screen and go back Sony select paused supply movies and tv now you see paused. the moana trailer is paused and it has come up at the top so we can resume it right from the home screen if we want to so we've got a phone call or maybe we wanted to quickly check another app you can do that and then come back and resume from where you left off. Sony's Play Movies and TV. Play Store. Internet Record. ETI Play Music. YouTube Play Games. YouTube. There is YouTube, and that's very accessible as well. So if we go into YouTube. Home. And now. Ivanka and Jared. Last week tonight with John Oliver. HBO. Oh boy. Tonight five days ago. 2228. And so that would play if we pressed OK on that. Edward V, the Uncrowned King, Evac Home, Subscriptions, Uploads, Library, History, Watch Later, Settings, Infohousens, G Beeper, The Beatles, Bernie 2016. There are all the channels, so if we go into The Beatles, The Beatles, and press OK. The Beatles, Revolution, The Beatles, Revo, one year ago, 328. The Beatles, three weeks ago, 011. Please please me mini documentary. The Beatles four years ago. 352. And if we press OK on that. Play. Play. Now is it going to play or is it pause? Yes it is. Well she was just 17. Alright, let's go to the home screen so you can watch YouTube to your heart's content on this. Home screen. Pause. So there's a lot you can do with the TV. Where's down arrow? YouTube. Game shop. Digital. Now we're on a row where we can have a look at the inputs. This item called digital will get me to the Freeview tuner. As I said earlier, Freeview is the free-to-air digital platform available in New Zealand. It is UHF and also satellite. I don't think this TV has the satellite option, but it does have the UHF, the ultra-high frequency option, which is fine because we're in an urban area here. It does broadcast in 5.1, and it can sound pretty good if there's anything you can find that's worth watching. So we'll right arrow through this arrow of icons now. Streaming channels. You can set up streaming channels as well. Playback underscore three. That one is the Blu-ray player, and it's not identifying itself 
to the TV by name, but that's what it is. Apple TV. On the other hand, the Apple TV is identifying itself by name. Now, if I press OK on the Apple TV icon, and we'll just give it a couple of seconds to wake itself up. I mean, who can blame it? It is the middle of the night as I record this. And now I'm going to App Store. down Virtual. arrow. Column one. And there we are controlling the Apple TV with the same remote control. And you can hear Daniel, compact, talking through the TV. Settings. It's three. quite one. responsive. TV stream. Tech news. Red Bull. Al Jazeera English. Recently up. Test flight. Recently updated. Row four. Column five. So we're now controlling the Apple TV. And the play pause functions all work all from this one remote control. I'll press the home key. Home screen. Mona 2016. So new game settings. Digital. Street playback on Apple TV. HDMI 1. HDMI 2. We don't have anything connected to those HDMI ports at this stage. I've got to get the Xbox done. We also have a Wii. The kids convinced us to get them an Xbox um, at last Christmas, but we also have a Wii that we had since 2009, and the sockets do exist for us to have all these things connected, which is great because one of our fun family activities is playing Beatles rock band on the Wii, and we've got the instruments and the mics, and this will all be connected to the TV. HDMI 3 slash arc. HDMI 4. Now, you heard it say HDMI 3 slash ARC or arc, this is a function of the HDMI specification, which basically sends audio both ways. So if you had a home theater system that supported HDMI, you would connect it to the ARC channel. Video 1. Video 2 slash component. So you can navigate all these icons in this way, but it is a little bit inefficient to get there. The quick way is just to press the little button on the top left of the remote, and you have to press it fairly quickly, and you'll cycle through the items. Now I'm going to go to the guide for free view, and to do that, I press the dedicated guide button. Guide grid screen Al Jazeera 016 fault line sun April 30th 0430-0500 as U.S. energy companies work to discredit climate rising. science. Fault line that's then what the Trump administration will mean for global moves to combat climate change. Now I believe I have just muted the TV. There's a mute button, but hopefully that hasn't muted our text to speech. Let's just check that. Yes, it has. Okay, so we can't do that. Let me, let me unmute it. Unmuted. There we go. All right, so we may just have to to cope with the uh, with the TV chattering away in the background. So now when I left and right arrow, we are going through the programs on the currently focused channel. News Live Sun, April 30th, 0500-0530. Get the latest news every evening about what is happening around the globe. If I want to find out what is on another channel at the same time, I simply up arrow. A lot of info there. It sounds like it was truncated just a little bit. 
So it's a little bit difficult for me to talk over the TV and all that sort of thing. So let me just stop and say that what can happen then is that you choose the TV channel that you want to watch. And then you run what's called the event details screen. You can view the current TV show just by going ahead and pressing the button. That is if the show is on now. So if you are looking at a show in the future, then obviously the view options won't come up because you can't view the TV show now. If the TV show is in the future, then in some cases you can see things like the cast and crew where that information is presented in the guide. And you can also choose to record if you have set up a USB device to record onto, which I have. So you can go into a very accessible screen from which you can choose to modify the start and end times of the recording, although those are filled in for you based on the information in the guide. And then it's kind of like working with a calendar on your computer or your smartphone where you determine whether you want to record every week, every day at that time or just once. And then you set up the recording and you're done. And in future, if you want to review that recording, you can go in and look at the timers that have been set and make modifications or delete a particular recording if you need to. So it's really quite cool if you can find stuff to record off the the tuner. We don't watch a lot of uh, free-to-air TV because there's not a lot that we find worth watching, but from time to time, there is something that we want to record and maybe can't watch live. I'm going to go back into the TV now. That is the guide, though. And I think the final thing I will do is have a look at the settings. So we'll go to the home screen. The problem seems to be getting worse before our eyes. We've now elected home screen. a change Pause. denying president Mona, to his staff trailer. with Pause. fossil fuel industry climate change deniers. So what does it mean when skepticism becomes home official screen. White House policy? So game settings. And we'll press enter. Through Congress that might answer that question. That has muted the TV. And now we're Channel in setup. the settings app, which is quite extensive, but we'll show you a few things. This allows you to set up channels. So if you're setting the TV up for the first time or you're making some configuration changes, you can go in here and set this up. It is very accessible. And you can also change the order of the channels if you like. So Currently, by default, you get the order of the channels assigned by number that the provider has given you. But if you watch a whole bunch of channels regularly, you can prioritize those and put your most watched channels together. You can group them together, which is really nice. One trick is when you change channels on this TV, unlike the previous less accessible TV we had, it doesn't automatically speak the channel that you've changed to. But to get that information, you can just press the guide button and it will then speak the current channel and program and description that you're on. It, it gives you that information. When you are in the guide, you can press the 
action button and then you can arrow through to sometime in the future you can go several days ahead and plan your viewing for the week and plan your recording for the week if you want to do that external inputs we can go in and control all sorts of things relating to the external inputs the usb ports and the hdmi ports and this also includes things like hdmi sec which essentially means that you can set things up so if you do something on the apple tv it will automatically change the channel to the apple tv when it detects that the apple tv is doing something and you can disable those features display sound there's quite a bit in sound so we'll take a quick look at that because understandably sound will be of interest to this audience sound adjust to experience the different sound effects we'll go in here and have a quick look clear audio plus on sound mode so there's a whole set of data that now the TV's come released. back. Surround. The secret auto. says that's okay. We don't want you. We don't Sound restoration. DSEE. Auto. The can't. Voice zoom. Zero. Forward. So it's Night. Off. Classic catch Night adds a kind of an audio compression, dynamic audio compression. Apple TV has a similar function, as indeed does iOS. Auto. Now you can get a Sony wireless system for this a wireless subwoofer we don't have that because we have sonos we'll go in here and have a quick look same time that common is proposing to cut the input related by one third sound mode related clear if the agency would be able to comply sound input common so in common so what will this mean for the agency input related common i think i need to write arrow advanced auto volume off to the research and science capacity of the agency that are being proposed on the other Digital hand, audio out volume more max being imposed on the agency. So what's All right, really so we we'll go back. Common is the goal input related and input related volume offset to zero. The regular Dolby dynamic range compressed. Dr. Burke is also concerned that and let's have a look at what we've got there. Compressions have to be reproducible. Standard. Something that's challenging for public compressed. health studies that take it's place. Dolby dynamic range compressed. Knowing what you know from the first study. MPEG audio level max. Eoc dynamic range compressed. Eoc audio level max. Now it looks like Eoc dynamic range compressed. There might be some things I would want to change here. Actually, Eoc audio level max. So go back. Input related. Sound mode related. And really impacts respiratory health. And we will go to the right. Surround effect. Six. Equalizer. Adjust sound based on different frequencies. So a lot of these things are only applicable if you are using the internal TV speakers, which are okay, but they're no match for a good soundbar or surround sound system. Wireless subwoofer. Set up the wireless subwoofer. Sound mode related. Reset. And you can reset everything. So we'll go back. We'll press the back button. And back again. And that's sound. good. The TV's Adjust gone now. Experience the different sound effects. I guess that they do that so you can hear the effect that your changes are having as you make sound adjustments. Speakers. TV speakers. Currently I've got it set to TV speakers because of this demonstration, but you can go in. TV speakers. Audio system. And set it to audio system. TV speakers. Which I will do when we finish the demo. Speakers. Audio system prioritization. On. Headphone slash audio out. Headphone. So you can set this headphone output to be headphone, which means that when you adjust the volume of the TV, 
the volume of the headphone will adjust or you can set it to audio out which is a fixed level. Headphone speaker link on. Home theater control turns your audio system on and allows you to control it. System sounds on. Digital audio out. PCM. Yeah, if you don't like the um, bings and bongs, you can turn them off. And the reason why digital audio out is currently set to PCM is because we have the speakers set to the TV. So if I go back up. System sound. Home, home theater. Can head, headphones. Head, headphones. Slash audio out. Head, audio system prioritization. Speak speakers. TV speakers. You know, it's kind of repeating itself a little at the beginning. We'll go into this option here. TV speakers. Audio system. Set it to audio system. Speakers. Audio system. And now when we go down. Audio head, 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 headphone speak home, home theater consist system sounds. Dig, digital audio out. Auto 2. It's on auto 2, which I think is a bitstream option. It's basically dumping whatever comes uh, out to the Sonos and the optical port. So that's what we want. We'll go back. TV position. Tabletop stand. I think we're nearly done. Yep, so we'll go back. Sound. Illumination LED. Power. Apps. You can go into apps here. Let's take a quick look. This screen shows you all of the apps that are installed. Oh, I see. All right, that's it. I don't know why it's doing that with the ETI Eloquence, probably because there's something that's changing all the time. This screen shows you the apps that are installed and how much space they're taking on the device, and you can also uninstall. So Red Bull T Pandora. we'll get rid of Pandora because we couldn't get that to work. So we'll go in here. Open. Force stop. Uninstall. Cancel. Okay. So sometimes you don't hear the prompt, which can be a bit difficult because you have to guess what it's saying. And I'm pretty confident it is saying, are you sure you want to uninstall this app? And so I'll choose OK. Pandora, uninstall finished. And uh, Red Bull TV, that was nice of it. MB. Uninstall finished. Account manager, 1.00 MB. This is one thing I really like about Android very much is that a lot of the internal things that go on with Android are simply apps. And that allows updates to be pushed on a pretty regular basis. And that's all really good as long as accessibility is retained. Of course, if you get updates where accessibility is broken, it's not so good. Action menu, activity stub, album, what Amazon video, Android system, 8.82 MB. Android system web, Android TV remote service, 12.00 KB. So there's a lot here, and you can go through and see all of the different apps. Some of them are sort of a system-level thing. Others are functional apps, and you can uninstall anything that you want. Obviously, you'd have to be a bit careful with uninstalling some of the system-level things because that could have dire consequences, but you can go ahead and have fun doing that. I'll go back now. Apps. And right arrow. Daydream. Storage and reset. About. If we go into about, we can get some information about this TV and the operating system that it's running. System update. App updates. Device name. KD49X8000D. That's the default device name, and you can change it if you want to so that it says something like Mosin Family TV or something like that. Restart. Legal information. Ads. Android security patch level. Subversion. 
So that tells us what version we're running. Build. Ramia underscore ATV2 underscore pi user 6.0.1 MMB29V.S51.6.0 about. And now go down to the next row. Network. This is where you adjust your Wi-Fi and wired Ethernet settings. It's pretty simple to set up, but you can go in and make other changes if you need to. I think you may be able to specify a DNS if you need to do that. And you can find out why you might want to do that in my book. Uh, it's an audio book called Imagine There's No Countries, which looks at watching TV from a range of sources. Google Cast. Here's Google Cast settings. Bluetooth settings. Now, with Bluetooth, I was hoping that I might be able to pair my Logitech wireless keyboard, which can pair with up to three devices at a time. And I thought, well, that's pretty cool. I can sit here with the keyboard and control a whole bunch of devices. It doesn't look like Bluetooth keyboards are supported by this TV, unfortunately. And even though there are USB ports available in the TV, it doesn't look like USB keyboards are supported either. I Googled on that, and that's what they say. Of course, I wanted to try it for myself. It did recognize the keyboard. It came up and saw that it was a Logitech keyboard, but when I paired it, it bombed out with a cancel button. I couldn't read the prompt telling me what it was canceling from, but I suspect it was saying that the device isn't supported. Voice remote control. This configures the voice remote control, and we haven't done too much of the voice remote, but you can push the button and say something like, Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Voice input mode. Click to speak. Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club. Read more. Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band is the eighth studio album by English rock band The Beatles. Released on June 1st, 1967, it was an immediate commercial and critical success, spending 27 weeks at the source, wikipedia.org. And what else we got? Voice input mode. Click to speak. Sergeant Pet Rock Band. The Beatles. Cool. Abbey Road. Pet Sounds. Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. One two Sounds of the City S1E18. Big Gulp. 358. So it's searching various sources and coming up with matches for Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. So that is pretty neat. Voice input mode. Voice remote control. Let's see if we can now go back through the settings. Dual shock trademark sign four. Yep. Recording device setup. This is where you would go in to set up your recording device if you've bought a USB device and your country supports this because I don't think this is available in US versions of the TV. I could be wrong about that. But if your model supports it, you can go in here and format the drive. You have to format the drive with some sort of proprietary thing to Sony. It encrypts the data on the drive. So if you try and put the drive into a PC, because maybe you want to take the videos with you and watch on the go, which I don't think is an unreasonable thing to want to do, you can't do that. But you set all that up in here. Or down arrow. Date and time. Language. Keyboard. There is a keyboard, a virtual keyboard that you can use with the TV if you want to search that way. I have yet to use it because I find that I can generally input things by voice, but it looks like it is accessible. Accessibility. And speaking of accessibility, let's have a look in here. Subtitle. Services. Under services. Screen reader. On. That is Sony's product called Screen Reader. Text magnification. Off. Talkback. Off. 
Switch access off. Now, I'm going to just try and see what happens if I turn TalkBack on and then turn Sony's thing off. I hope I don't break this. TalkBack off. State off. Now we go in here and we've got a screen. Configuration. State off. Let's have a look at TalkBack configuration. Configuration. Speech volume. Match media volume. So if you're familiar with TalkBack, this will be very familiar. Verbosity. And we'll go into verbosity. This is new. Choose a preset. Custom. Keyboard echo. Uh Choose a preset. Custom. Custom. Low. Cancel. Low. Custom. High. All right. Custom. Choose a preset. Keyboard echo. Always speak type keys. Speak usage hints. Usage hints are spoken during navigation after a brief delay. On. Speak list and grid information. List and grid information is spoken. On. Speak element type. Element type is spoken for focused items. On. Speak phonetic letters. Phonetic letters are spoken when long pressing on the keyboard and moving the accessibility focus by a character. On. Now this is actually a new version of TalkBack that has just been installed since we got the TV. Use pitch changes. Speak keyboard feedback in a lower pitched voice. On. Speak when screen is off. No speech occurs when the screen is off. Off. Item description order. State. Name. Type. That's cool. Let's go back. Verbosity. Speech volume. Match media volume. Verbosity. Sound feedback. On. Focus speech audio. Decrease other audio volume while speaking. Off. Now this is something I should point out. At the moment what happens is that the screen reader, whether that be TalkBack or the Sony screen reader comes through the speakers of the TV even when we've selected our Sonos system as the output. So TV sound comes through the Sonos system, but the screen reader always comes through the TV speakers. And sometimes that's an advantage, but sometimes it isn't. And you do have to be careful to kind of get the balance right between the Sonos and the TV if you want to hear what's going on on the screen. Of course, when you choose to have the speakers set to your home theater or your Sonos system in our case, and we've got the Sonos configured so that the volume control on the remote controls the volume of the Sonos, but it also at the same time controls the volume of the speakers for screen reading so it can be a little bit difficult to get the balance right i mean it just it just takes a bit of thought it's not actually difficult it just takes some thought sound volume 50 percent of media volume keyboard shortcuts open talkback at the play store current talkback version 5.2.0.25 developer settings help and feedback privacy policy terms of service so let's see if we go back state And let's just see what happens if I turn it on. I hope I'm not going to doom myself. On. All right. Off. On. And now. State. Off. Configuration. State. Off. On. Off. On. Mm Mm-hmm. Disagree. All right. Agree. I, I, I can't see what I'm agreeing to, but yeah. State. On. Talk back on. All right, and then we'll go back. Talk back. On. It doesn't seem to mind, actually. Let's just go back then. Talk back. On. And list. 
All right, Double that's, tap to activate. that's definitely talkback. Services. Double tap to activate. Subtitle. Double tap services. Talkback on. Text magnification. Screen reader on. Double that, tap to activate. It does look like they both can be on. Uh, I'm not quite sure what the ramifications are of that. But let's press the guide button now. Guide grid screen Al Jazeera 016 News Live Sun, April 30th, 0500-0530. Get the latest news every evening about what is happening around the globe. Now I'm going to press right arrow. And guide grid screen Al Jazeera 016 News Live Sun, April 30th, 0500-0530. Get the latest news every evening about what is happening around the globe. News Hour Sun, April 30th, 0600-0700. In-depth global news is presented. Now it looks like it's speaking the previous item and then the current item now. One thing which I've learned about you know, peace in Afghanistan No, it's is not speaking anything when I right arrow and down arrow. I'm getting no feedback at all. Which so that hasn't changed. So I'm going to go back to the home no screen. And selected settings and list settings. Home screen settings. Channels settings. Selected, channel setup, network selected, network, and list. Data selected, date and time, low selected, location, right. date select, selected, language, key selected, keyboard, selected, accessibility, settings, subtitle, subtitle, and list, settings, double services, the screen reader, on, text magnification, talkback, on, state, on, configuration, state, on, off. Stop talkback. Cancel, but selecting OK will stop talkback. Stop talkback. Select it, cancel, OK, but... All right. Configuration. Okay. State. Off. That's all right. All right. So, okay. let's go back. Talkback. Off. So... Services. Talkback by default is is verbose, and I don't want to give the impression that that necessarily can't be changed because, as you could hear there, there are a lot of options to configure. But for me, the bottom line is I just can't get the guide to speak. And as long as I can't get the guide to speak with Talkback, then I'm not going to use it. Text to speech. So now we're just back with uh, Sony's screen reader product. We've got the text to speech options here. Preferred engine, ETI Eloquence TTS. So you can change the text to speech here and go back to Google if you prefer. Services. Now you may be asking, where is audio description? You get to that when you're watching TV from the actions menu. And there are items there that let you choose the language. And one of the languages is English audio description. Home screen. Accessibility home screen. This lets you configure how the home screen works. Search. And search. Speech. Retail mode settings. Location, security and restrictions. You can do parental control and the usual things that you would expect with a smart device like this that's going to be in a family environment. Usage and diagnostics. Parental lock, broadcast. Oh, that's the parental lock. Parental lock, streaming channels. Google, Jonathan.add account. So you can add multiple Google accounts, which is great for a device that's being used by multiple family members. And that is largely it. So we've taken you on a fairly comprehensive 
But even so, still pretty superficial tour, I suppose, of the TV because you can't demonstrate all the features. It's a really accessible device. What I find is that it's pretty much equivalent to what I have on the Apple TV in that there are some apps that I want to use. And when I try, I can't use them. And that's frustrating. But you get that on many platforms these days. I do like the fact that this is a full Android device with a couple of screen reader options. And at least in the case of TalkBack, there are updates coming down the pipe. So that's very encouraging. And even if you can't access this particular model, the Sony Browbiers that run Android TV are pretty consistent in the way that they work. Some of them come with the remote that has the voice search option like this one. Some of them don't. They come with a simpler remote and the voice control is an additional accessory that you have to purchase from the Sony store. My understanding is that when you set this up, you can hold down the back button for about 10 seconds and TalkBack will come on. When we did that, and I had one of my kids help me set this up, the setup experience didn't appear to be terribly accessible. Now, it's possible that that's because I was still becoming familiar with what was going on, but I don't think so. It, it seemed like some of these screens weren't that easily navigable. And of course, you do have this issue where some prompts are just not being spoken and you've got a sort of a yes or a no or an okay or a cancel or an agree and disagree and you don't really know what you're responding to. So it's not perfect, but it sure is a lot better than most things on the market. So I hope that's been informative. Thanks for listening to The Blind Side, a production of Mosin Consulting. On the web at mosin.org.